These are fun, off-the-cuff discussions on movies and streaming series, both new and old. Together, we'll attempt to bridge the gap between Hollywood Industry Insider and the casual viewer. This is Alec. And I'm Ben. And you're listening to the Cinema A to B Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Cinema A to B. Joined here by my co-host, Alec. Hey, everybody. And I'm Ben. And today we've got a mega blockbuster from 2022. It is The Batman. You going to start us off? (laughs) Yeah. So I liked it a lot. So especially the first two thirds, or at least the first three fourths, really, really enjoyed it. I know there was a lot of hate on Pattinson, but I think he's absolutely fantastic as an actor. Um, I really liked him in this role. I really liked the take on, on the Batman because it really went old school because, I mean, the Batman is supposed to be the number one detective of all time. Like, I mean, Sherlock Holmes level detective mm-hmm. and modern Batman movies, at least, have focused less on that, have focused more on the toys, on the fighting, on his ability to do that. I mean, even Nolan doesn't really focus on his being a detective, whereas this whole movie, like the first, you know, two thirds, three fourths of it is him trying to figure out this stuff and being the detective and also balancing the life of being Bruce Wayne and all that stuff. Um, really, really enjoyed that aspect of it. The latter third or latter, latter quarter gets into a much more predictable action Batman thing, which wasn't bad. We had a couple really nice, pretty shots, but it didn't, it didn't do anything for me. It wasn't, it wasn't as fun as the first, first por- portion of it. Cause it just felt like, Oh, we went back to the, this is the same kind of Batman stuff that we've seen for years. Um, but really, really enjoyed it. And I didn't get that stupid, like everyone was saying emo Batman or feeling his feelings. Like I didn't really get that. I think it had more to do with how he looked. Yeah. As Wayne real pasty and pale and the dark circles under his eyes, but it was finally believable, right? I mean, this guy's nocturnal, mm-hmm. right? And basically sleep deprived. Yeah. And it's what year two, year two on the job. Mm-hmm. I mean, this thing opened really strong. Okay. The, the voiceover, that whole montage is really cool. This, I think this nailed the mood of Batman as well as anything we've seen since, since the 89 film. Cause I love the Nolan movies for the most part. I mean, I, I really like Batman Begins and the Dark Knight and Rises is is just a very hit and miss movie. But mm-hmm. none of them ever really hit the tone of what Gotham is like other than the Narrows in the Nolan movies. Gotham's not really a place where it's like, oh, is it that is it that terrible to live in the Nolan films? Gotham has these pockets that are really bad. But for the average person until the Joker shows up in Dark Knight, like there are areas of Gotham that are fine. Mm-hmm. That's not the case with this version of Gotham. This reminded me of of Tim Burton in the opening of '89 Batman, where like it didn't matter where you were, like the criminal element was everywhere. It was going to find you, and that was this movie really nailed that mm-hmm. really well. My only complaint, kind of, is uh, well, I've got a few I've got a few gripes with this movie. I yeah. I also really enjoyed it. One would be that I think they made it too grounded. Mm. Coming off the Nolan movies, I was like, really, we're going to get another really, really grounded Batman? Like, you're not, are you not going to leave the wiggle room for the more fantastical rogues gallery that he, he comes up against? And mm-hmm. I can't tell yet. Like, they've, they did, cause they didn't offer me anything in this movie that wasn't particularly grounded. Like, the, the villains are all super grounded and, and, you know, Riddler and 
um, which I, d- I did like the whole take on the Zodiac Killer inspired Riddler. That was pretty cool. Now, I, I will, we did mention this off, off air, and I think it warrants discussion that our favorite cinematographer, Roger Deakins, said that, that he felt like this was the, the best shot movie from, from 22. I'm not sure I agree with him, but I do think it was criminal that it wasn't nominated for best yeah. cinematography. Especially because it got what makeup and hair, visual effects, and sound. I mean, no, this is a beautifully shot movie. It yeah. really is. Maybe it's not as pretty as what people wanted because it it does have a tendency to go kind of golden and brown and stuff. I talk about the last last quarter, but that scene where he lights the flare in the water at the end was yeah. absolutely gorgeous. I mean, like was fantastic and just looks really good. like again. I I completely agree with you. This should have at least been nominated, if not not one yeah i thought i thought that was pretty criminal that it wasn't given that that opportunity um yeah i like i like pattinson is he as bulked up as he probably should have been probably not but that's not the end all be all i i don't think of casting a batman movie and the reason i say that is because my favorite batman which is michael keaton is not a physical specimen you know he's not He's tiny. He's just great. He's great in the suit. His voice is awesome. His he's I don't know. There's something about his the intensity in his eyes and stuff. And Pattinson kind of really comes close to channeling that. And there was a intimidation fear element that they kind of created with this, with the way they shot it, where he is coming more out of the shadows, way more mm-hmm. than even a Nolan movie. And I don't know if there's some digital work. Some of that looked kind of maybe it was a digital effect, but yeah, he just kind of emerges more from the shadows and has that whole tactical look to his suit, which is pretty cool. The whole year two thing I really liked mm-hmm. and the bat and their take on the Batmobile is tremendous. Yeah. That whole like- sequence, by the way, the whole, the whole chase sequence, the whole car sequence with the Batmobile it is homaging the last big car chase in Ronin. <laughs> I knew you were going to bring it up. <laughs> Cause in Ronin, they, there is even a drum beat that's it kicks similar. in yeah. at a certain point in the Batmobile chase that kicks in at a key moment in the Ronin chase in Paris. Hmm. And it's when they, it's when they go against traffic and start driving against the traffic. You're I'm right. telling you, Matt Reeves and his editor, they, they saw Ronin, which Ronin's the greatest. I know people love bullet. Ronin's got the best car chases ever put on screen. I will second that. I agree. Yeah. Ron, Ron, there's the, the cars are cooler in bullet. No doubt about that. The charger and the, the Mustang, but the actual chase work stunt driving in, in Ronin. Cause you get two or three really great tra- car chases, yeah. but yeah, the Batman totally it's, it's heavily inspired by that. And that sequence, that whole sequence is cool. And that thing fires up. And I saw that thing in Dolby Atmos and that bo- <laughs> Batmobile fired up. I was like, this is badass. This, mm. they, they nailed it. I think they actually are in a good place that this thing wasn't it was well received. It made a ton of money, but I think there's room to grow mm-hmm. with a, whatever a second installment looks like. Yeah. And I think they could actually go a little more fantastical with the equipment and stuff like that, even though they grounded it in this movie. Like, I don't feel like, I don't feel like it'd be a weird transition. You know, I think they just wanted to start probably possibly small um, and then see how this does and then go on. Um, but going back, I think, Pattinson does exactly kind of what you said. He gets that inner torture that Keaton does a great job at at having in the Tim Burton films. Like uh, Val Kilmer was and George Clooney were definitely the more of the playboy Bruce Wayne's where I felt like 
Michael Keaton's version was definitely much more of the tortured soul who had to play at being kind of the playboy, but really wasn't, you know, um, that character. You know, and you get a little bit of that with Christian Bale in the Nolan films, but uh, really, I mean, I think it's 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 fantastic with what Pattinson does. I mean, I if you would have told me that the you know told me the guy from Harry Potter and Twilight was going to be the you know the next rising star of fantastic films i would not have believed you but after seeing him and you know in tenant and this it's just he's gotten he's fantastic he's he is really i'm interested to see where he goes from here yeah and i i fortunately had had watched his film the lighthouse mm-hmm. before well before this came out and so when they cast him i was like ah uh, this guy's got chops Mm-hmm. Like, and if anybody's actually, and that's an obscure movie, but if you've seen The Lighthouse, you knew Robert Pattinson could act his butt off opposite yeah. Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe, yeah. Yeah, they, he more than holds his own, and Willem's as good an actor as there is. <laughs> I mean, Willem's amongst the all-time great, um, great Underrated. Actors. 100% underrated. He is, he is. Like, he's, he's got a much broader range than people get him cre- give him credit for. It's just that, that so. he's got a weird-looking face. That's what it is. He does have yeah. a weird-looking face, Yeah. No, so, he's, sorry, sorry, Willem. If you're watching, I apologize. Well, but, he knows you know. this. What's yeah. he care? He's he's amongst the best actors of his generation. <laughs> he he's been around forever. I mean, yeah. Platoon and yeah. I don't know why we got off on a Willem Dafoe tangent. He's not even in this movie, but <laughs> um, no, the the performances are really solid in this. I think the other yeah. one that I really would would single out would be Zoe Kravitz. Mm-hmm. Zoe Kravitz, I think, is solidly number two playing Catwoman behind. Uh, behind Michelle Pfeiffer and and it's a really different take on the role. She's much less psychologically damaged than like than yeah. the Michelle Pfeiffer version, which I which I liked. So hopefully she's back cuz she's really really good. And then Jeffrey Wright's a great actor, but the writing just didn't give him any opportunity to to flex really. Like he's he's solid, but they just don't give him a whole lot to do. It's just kind of him and Battenson kind of milling around crime scenes and you know yeah. talking in low voices so i think there's room in a sequel for for jeffrey wright to g- be given more to do yeah and then and then it's so hard to believe even watching it again it, that that's colin farrell that's like, <laughs> i know it's awesome yes like we we don't give enough credit either about the stuff that he does no we don't it's because he achieved so much early success right like mm-hmm. he was he was the it guy so early on in his career when he shows up, he's just, I mean, obviously he just, he just got nominated again. Yeah. He's turned into, he's turned into more of a chameleon now that he's older. Cause I think he, he suffered the same issue that Brad Pitt did, which is they're so good looking that they lose. I think there's certain roles they lose out on. Cause it's like, you're, well, you're too good looking to play that part, yeah. which happens that happens in Hollywood. There's certain roles that you don't get cast. Cause you're actually, you're too good looking to be convincing as the down and out guy, mm-hmm. the guy that's down and out on his luck. Cause it's a cool if a guy looked like that, he wouldn't be down and out. Yeah. So yeah, Colin Farrell's tremendous and he'll be back. They're doing some sort of spinoff show with him hmm. with penguin. I saw they were starting to shoot that some sort of limited series trying to bail out. No, he would be, Warner he'd Brothers. be excellent. Yeah. Yeah. So he'll, he'll show up again. I'm sure. But yeah, I think there's room to grow for this, for whatever the Batman two is. Even as successful as this was and as well-received it is, it is it is, I think they've got, like, I don't feel like they topped out what is possible. Yeah. And now, unfortunately, I think they lost, there's, there does seem to be a segment that absolutely hates this movie. 
Mm-hmm. Like just, it just, just despises this movie and there's no convincing them otherwise. Cause I, I went into this with pretty low expectations because I saw the hate online of people just saying how bad it was and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's, it's not, not, it's really no. not. And again, I like everyone hated Pattinson for Batman. And I was like, no, he's not this emo, you know, emo moody kid. I mean, like he's moody, but like it, in the sense of being Batman of, you know, dealing with this, of not getting enough sleep, of being that nocturnal animal when we're not supposed to be like it, it totally works out. Like I'm, I'm okay. I, and going off of what you said of him not being built, like I can understand this in year two, you know, he's not as built out as he's supposed to be, you know, like, yeah, you know, he's still learning like all the stuff that actually he needs to focus on to, you'll, not- be the you'll best notice though, they never put him up against like anybody physically that, that your brain would be like, Oh, they would overpower yeah. him. Like, and, and, it, but he's still pretty vulnerable. I mean, he gets, he gets the crap kicked out of him is what, yeah. as much as any Batman movie I can recall seeing. Now, the reason I haven't like singled out Paul Dano is because, Paul Dano just kind of did Paul Dano as Riddler and he's really good, but I've seen him kind of be like that. I mean, I basically saw him do that whole yell thing when, when he's in jail, Pattinson's calling him like a freak and stuff. And he's like yelling, no, no, no. I mean, I, I saw him give that exact same performance in there will be blood. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I don't want to take anything away from the guy cause he is a very good actor, but that was just a great casting decision mm-hmm. to put him as this, this, uh, version of Riddler. And they had a million different ways they could have gone with Riddler because traditionally what we've seen is is a much more comedic, eccentric yeah. character and and not Jim Carrey, yeah, not an absolute um, psychopath. I don't know. They've so, created a mood. I love the version of Gotham. I really do. And I don't want to see this in the DCEU at all. The new one coming up, like no. And they seem content to not that it yeah. doesn't fit that, but that it's it's one of their properties that is actually still making money. And so fortunately they did green light part two because Warner yeah. brothers is just a hot mess right now. <laughs> they are. They, just, they got so much like you drove, they drove Nolan away mm-hmm. and they're getting ready to drive away Villeneuve after mm-hmm. he's done with the Dune movies. I don't think he's going to stick around with the studio. Yeah. Cause they've just been pushing this stuff right into streaming and not giving it a theatrical when you, I knew the game was up when they, when Nolan said, I've got to find a new studio. Like I, I knew right then and there, there was bigger issues at work than just the dumpster the fire. That's DC. And yeah, yeah, they've got problems. Hopefully they get rectified. Cause Warner brothers is always one of my favorite, if not my favorite studio. They're doing a lot more TV. I mean, they've, you know what Ted Lasso they're you know, they're inv- they're involved with or doing um yeah but like all the all the tax write-off stuff that they just pull right off hbo max yeah. and don't know there's back episodes of stuff they don't even let you watch anymore because they mm-hmm. for the in order for them to write it off they just have to it can't be distributed anywhere yep it's a mess it's an absolute mess so yeah hopefully they get that ship right because i i love warner brothers but people running it are just or that we're running it just Manage to screw stuff up in like a two to three year window, mm-hmm. like really quickly. But back yeah. onto the the Batman. Um, <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, this is a this is a tangent filled episode of uh, Cinema A to B. Unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, so I would just say if you haven't seen it and you like Batman, 
definitely see it. Don't believe all the hate that it's getting. I mean, you may have a different opinion of it, but you know, from the two of us both enjoying it, I think it's a good, different version of Batman that we haven't seen in a while. You know, if you've seen David Fincher's Zodiac, mm, yes, and you haven't seen the Batman, I think you're going to like the Batman because mm-hmm. it pulls, a, it draws a lot from from that film, and it's less. It has it has good action, but it's more of a horror thriller, psycho, mm-hmm. kind of psych, psychological horror thriller. Yeah, t- um, detective show kind of a thing. Yeah, the detective stuff is is pretty well done. Um, although it kind of suffers from, well, not as much. I always love the whole funny analogy of Raiders of the Lost Ark that if if you take <laughs> Indiana Jones away, like nothing changes. <laughs> Which and there's a certain element to th- there's a little bit of this with Batman. It's like if you take Batman out of it, what would anything really change? But it would, mm-hmm. it would. But you definitely don't get an all powerful take on Batman, and I appreciate yeah. that. Like it did feel like one guy trying to do the vigilante thing, sometimes successfully, sometimes not, and that felt fresh. Yeah, because in every other movie, Batman's always already really pretty polished. So, and this, this isn't, yeah. and the car's cool. What more do you need? And if there's an homage to Ronan, then you're going to make uh, Ben super happy. Kind of hurt the fact that it was released in March. So early people forgot about it. Yeah. And what it was, was it R too? No, or it's, part? it's a it very PG-13? hard PG 13. Gotcha. And my daughter, my daughter has seen most of the Batman movies. She'll be, she'll be six here soon. And she, she adores Batman. Hmm. And I just can't, I can't, no, I can't let her watch this one. This is, this one's really, really dark, very dark, uh, which I like, but yeah, it's not, this isn't a kid's Batman movie. I wouldn't even say dark, dark night is for kids either with, with Joker and stuff. I, you know, a little too, little too crazy. Yeah. Right. So yeah, she, uh, she wants to see this thing, but it's going to, it's going to be, it's going to be a while. Yeah. Because it is heavy. So, wraps us Does that up. wrap it up for... That wraps us up for the Batman. The Batman. That wraps us up for season one. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe season one's already over. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, I figured uh, 13 episodes a season. We get four seasons in a, a year. calendar year. Although we yeah. we didn't start this thing till late January, so it won't fall completely right. But yeah. that's how we'll do it. And I don't think we're planning on taking any sort of break between seasons right now. The way we've, we've been churning right along having too much fun yeah we are we're having a blast and we appreciate we appreciate everybody listening wherever you get podcasts you can follow us on facebook and instagram at cinema to be we're also on tiktok dropping dropping little short clips (laughs) much to the chagrin of alec (laughs) yeah thanks again for tuning in cinema a to b thanks everybody